As I reflect upon the last 15 years of ministry here together at Springbrook, I'm amazed at what God has done. But friends, He's just gotten started. God wants to do so much more through us as we move into the future. That's why we've embarked on our heartstrong vision adventure together. It's based on Jesus Christ's great commandment found in Luke 10.27. He says there, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. There are four parts to this vision. The first is to love God together through our weekly worship gatherings. Our vision is that we want to pour more resources, more time, more energy, more planning into these gatherings in order that we might experience God on a deeper level. Now, we knew that we needed a full-time worship director to make this happen. Then God brought us Jeff Osborne. My heart for the Springbrook Worship Ministry really is to see us have impactful weekend services and for the Spirit and the presence of God to move in those services. Since we've been at Springbrook, we've seen growth in the current volunteers and we've added new people to the team. And we've had a great response from the church. Moving forward, I'm just so excited to see what God does. And I'm excited to watch God take the Springbrook Worship Ministry to the next level. first part of our heartstrong vision is to love God together. The second part of our heartstrong vision is to love God one-on-one. Our desire is that everyone at Springbrook, on a daily basis, would have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Now we know it is so easy to be so busy doing things for Jesus that you don't set aside time to experience being with Jesus. We also know that so many Christ followers don't know how to spend time with Jesus. So our vision is that we would train everyone at Springbrook in the skills of prayer, scripture reflection, and listening to God. And then we would continue to encourage and inspire people in order that they might strengthen this relationship on an ongoing basis. In the future, we hope to hear more stories like these. I've um, struggled with having my quiet time devotions um, for a while, but um, since the recent uh, emphasis at Springbrook on um, the daily office, I've been getting up on a regular basis um, to have my quiet time. And because of that, I feel God's peace throughout the day, and um, it's much easier to obey Him. I am so excited about the spirit of prayer here at Springbrook. I love to see people come up for uh, prayer during the worship time. I find it so encouraging to be able to minister to them. And prayers are answered here at Springbrook. We are heartstrong for God. Loving God together and loving God one-on-one. We're also heartstrong for others. The third part of our vision is loving our families. 
There are so many marriages and families in crisis today. It's our responsibility as a church to teach people about the true design of marriage and family, to help them cultivate a relationship with Jesus Christ who can empower them in creating healthy marriages and families. So we want to intensify our efforts in in teaching, in workshops, in seminars, in small groups, and other creative efforts in helping cultivate healthy marriages and families. We hope that in the future we'll hear many more stories like this about Springbrook's impact. We started attending the Springbrook Church about a year ago, and shortly after we started going, me and my wife ran into some marital issues. So I called up Pastor Rich and talked to him for about an hour on the phone. We prayed together, and he mentioned about a grant program that the church had. So we signed up for the grant, attended a few sessions of counseling, and between that and attending church every Sunday, it made a world of difference in our relationship, not only as a family, but as an individual and a couple, too. What excites me about being a part of Springbrook is what it has to offer for my family. My children are just fired up about Jesus from attending Sunday school, Awana every Wednesday, and being involved in Vacation Bible School. heartstrong for others. We love our families. The fourth part of our heartstrong vision is to love our community. The question is, how does Springbrook respond to the great recession that the U.S. is now in? Well, the answer is, first we meet people's practical needs, then their spiritual needs. We want to create new outreaches in our compassion ministry. We want to challenge everyone to be involved in some type of compassion ministry. Here are some examples of ministries we're now involved in that we want to increase our commitment to. so grateful to the grant that come to us on Springbrook Church to be able to bring our computer lab up to a level that provides dignity to our guests. If it wasn't for churches like Springbrook, then people today wouldn't be able to get on the internet and search for a job and search for a car as well. It's those simple things in life that this grant from Springbrook is providing to the homeless here in Elgin. Are you ready to embark on this heartstrong adventure with me? Will you pray with me that we as a church will love God together, love God one-on-one, love our families, and love our community? I am so excited about what God is going to do in the future here at Springbrook. I want to be heartstrong.
Well, I want to thank uh, my son Wesley, who used his creative gifts that God gave him to create that video. Oh, that fires me up to see that video. I want to be heart strong. This weekend, we are embarking upon a new journey, a new adventure as a church, a heart strong journey. We have a lot of chapters of our ministry. Just in our buildings, we were three years at Lake in the Hills and six and a half years at Jacob, six years now here at our ministry center, and we're ready for a new chapter, and that's the heart strong chapter. Now, our mission remains the same, to build passionate followers of Jesus Christ. That's our responsibility, to build passionate followers, to grow people, bring people, that is, into a relationship with Jesus Christ, and then to grow them up in that relationship. But every church has a little bit different vision about how they fulfill that mission. In this era, we're in the heart-strong vision focus. We want to be heart-strong for God, heart-strong for loving God together, loving God one-on-one, heart-strong for others, loving our families, and loving our community. Let's look at our theme verse Luke 10, 27, he answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. That sums up what the Christian life is all about. Love God and love people. Now, we're beginning a very exciting month here in our family. And we're going to be taking ownership of this new vision that God has given us. Let's take a look at the different aspects of ownership that we're going to be looking at. Uh, Our ownership is, first of all, going to be spiritual. As you listen to my messages week by week, and I just uh, implore you to be here on a weekly basis as we unpack this vision and the biblical basis for it, the first thing I want you to do is to take spiritual ownership, to pray over it and say, Lord, this is what I want. This is what your word Says The next level of ownership is that of emotional ownership. That's when you really take it to your heart and say, boy, this is exciting. This is something that I can really own. This is something that I'm committed to and that I want to be a part of. The next level of ownership is time and services. I'm willing to sacrifice my time. I'm willing to put... Uh, service hours and and leadership. Uh, This is just a new beginning for our ministry. We're asking everybody to step up. Uh, We're asking everybody to step up as volunteers. We're asking people to step up into leadership. We're asking people to move to a new level in regards to our work together here in God's ministry. The next level is financial ownership. Whenever you have a vision for something, you have to fund that vision. If you have a vision to get an education, you need to fund that vision. If you have a vision for your children developing a particular skill, typically you have to fund that vision. Every vision that is worth anything, you've got to fund And so we as a church need to fund this vision. 
And a critical part of this next month is we're going to be asking you to, to go on a spiritual journey, to really take this to your daily office and spend time with God in prayer. If you're married, spend time with your spouse thinking and praying about what you're going to commit to Him beyond what you're already giving to His ministry here at Springbrook over a two-year Period. This is a two-year vision funding campaign for HeartStrong that's going to mature these different ministries that we've talked about and bring so many wonderful things that we'll be talking about over the next month. But this is one of the critical things that has to happen early on is that we need to make a decision, okay, God, what are you asking me to pledge over a two-year period over and above what I'm already giving, in order that we might see this renewed vision for our family to become a reality. So I encourage you to start thinking and praying about that today. Now this is again just for people who call Springbrook their church home. This is just for people who are Christ followers. If you've been coming to Springbrook and you haven't made that decision to follow Jesus Christ, this is not for you. This is... This is for people who know Jesus. This is for people who call Springbrook their church home. This is the time when we need to go to God and say, Lord, how do you want me to be a part of this heartstrong vision? Let's look at uh, some of the things that are be going on, uh, or let's look at the series first. Uh, first of all, today we're talking about loving God together, the whole idea of our worship gatherings. That's a critical part. And what we're trying to do is to make our times more meaningful uh, together. And next week we'll talk about loving our community. We just want to be a, a church that's known for compassion. We've done a lot of compassion, but we want to, to again, increase the number of compassion ministries we have. We want to increase the number of people involved in compassion. So that is what we'll be talking about next week. Then... The week after that, loving our families. I'm going to talk about how we can resource, we can teach people biblical principles on how to create healthy marriages and families. And also, obviously, to, to offer this to our community and show them, hey, this is how you have a healthy marriage and family. And prayerfully, through that emphasis, they'll find the real answer to everything in life, and that's Jesus Christ. The next week is... Loving God one-on-one. Talked about the Lord's Prayer. That was a tool. How many have used the Lord's Prayer this past week in your uh, daily office? Okay. A few of you. Now, guys, I want to encourage you. Okay. We spent three weeks talking about that. All right. Don't drop it. All right. That's our tendency. Oh, that was cool. That was inspiring. Walk out the door, you know, and then we go back to our ways, right? You know, again, it's not the tool you use all the time, but it's a tool in your toolbox to cultivate a relationship with God. So don't worry, I'll be reminding you in the future about this. In fact, I'm going to give you a lot more tools uh, because of our heartstrong vision here. Because I, the one thing I am just so, hmm, I'm so passionate about is helping you spend time with Jesus. All right? Now, if the Lord's Prayer didn't hit you, I'll find something else for you, okay? <laughs> But keep working it. Keep working it. All right? 
Uh, and then finally, Heart Strong for Outreach. That's part of our heart, our love for our community. We just want people to know Jesus. So we'll be talking about that. Now let's talk about our timeline here for our Heart Strong Vision campaign. Of course, we talked about the weekend services. Please be here uh, every weekend. And then we're going to talk about our Heart Strong gatherings that are starting tonight, Sunday through Saturday, every single night in this building. I am going to be here, and I want to meet with all of you. 7 to 8.30, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm gonna, I, I love this week. I just love to be with you guys. I, I love weekends because I'm able to be with you, and I love these things because I even have more time because there's not as many people, and I can make more contacts with people and have conversations. And I just want to share from my heart what the vision that God has given myself and our leadership I want to detail it out for you, give you all the wonderful things that I see God doing at Springbrook, as well as answer your questions. And uh, friends, I want everyone to be at least, you only have to be at one of the meetings, they're all the same. If you like, you can come back, that's fine. But I want everyone to be there. Okay? I want everyone to be at one of these meetings. Friends, this is a pivotal moment in the history of this church. We're 15 years old, and we're looking toward the future. And it's much brighter and better than it's ever been before. God is going to do amazing things through our work together if we'll allow him to. But we've got to be informed. We've got to know what's going on. We've got to know where we're going and how we're going to get there. And that's why you need to be at these meetings. And, and, and again, if you say, well, I'm busy every night, I say, okay, well then, if you're really committed to our family, you need to cancel something. You need to call the coach uh, to your kid's team and says, man, I, you know, we're there all, there all the time, but there's something really important going on. We've got critical family meetings, and I'm, I'm just going to have to beg off uh, this particular night. Uh, or another commitment. Or, hey, if you work every single night, Take the night off work. That's how serious this is, okay, guys? Take the night off work. And just don't send one of the people in your family as representative. I want, if you have a couple, I want both of you to be there. Because when it goes through a filter, things get lost. All right, so I'm doing everything I can, okay? Seven different nights, I'm there for you, okay? We got child care there, and uh, we will pick you up. We will pick you up. What is that? Uh, Avis, we will pick you up. We'll pick you up. Hey, don't have a car or just lazy? Just, hey, pick me up, man. And we will send you the nicest vehicle we can. They really will. Okay? You know, if you need a limo, we'll think about it. Okay? You know, I just cannot, I cannot emphasize this enough, that this is so important for the future of our ministry we need to have you there. I want to thank you uh, for allowing me to talk about that. All right. Uh, the next thing is a devotional guide. How many received the devotional guide this past week? Great. Well, I would uh, encourage you, starting on March 11th, to really use that devotional guide. Because, again, this is a spiritual journey. Whenever you're giving of your financial resources, that is an experience uh, with God. Uh, that is something that's going to change you. And so many people have been through these type of uh, campaigns has said, boy, that was a time 
that I really grew in my spiritual life. As I really stepped out in faith and, and made a commitment uh, to the Lord uh, that was beyond what I thought I could do. And, and God just, uh, that was just a real change point in my, my, my walk with the Lord. Uh, so these devotional guides are just going to help you to continue to let the Spirit uh, speak to you. The next thing is small group gatherings. Uh, again, we're going to have our informational meetings this week, and then we'll have two weeks of small group gatherings. You can go to your small group, and they'll be talking about uh, themes along the HeartStrong uh, theme, as well as uh, Pastor Rich is going to have a small group here for anybody who doesn't have a small group. So you can come out to that. The next item is our concert of prayer, March 30th and 31st. Prayer is the fuel of God. We need to continue to pray. And so March 30th to the 31st, uh, Friday to Saturday, 5 p.m. to 5 p.m., uh, we want to cover our ministry in prayer. And that means that we want people to sign up for a half hour uh, to pray for our ministry. Now, you can come here to church to pray or you can pray at home, but that means at 3.30 in the morning, somebody's praying to 4 o'clock for our ministry. And hopefully we'll have multiple people praying at these different times. But we're going to have a 24-hour prayer vigil. And I tell you, Satan's, Satan is going to be hard at work over this next month because the last thing he wants to see is Jesus Christ Church advancing. And he's going to put everything in your life to keep you from being engaged in this very special focus. And so I would encourage all of you to pray for all of us that we would remain focused and that we would be protected from Satan and what he'd want to do uh, to get us off task. Uh, so uh, the last thing is commitment weekend. Again, uh, what we're working up to is uh, Palm Sunday, Palm Sunday weekend. When you are going to bring your pledge. And we would love to see 100% participation in our ministry here. Whatever God leads you to give, it's between you and God. We're just going to continue to encourage you and uh, teach you in terms of you know how you process through these things. But hopefully at that point, you'll have come to a decision and say, okay, over the next two years, the next 24 months, I am going to give this much beyond my regular giving uh, to Springbrook in order to fund this vision that God has given us. And then finally, on Easter, we're going to have our first fruits weekend. That's when we bring our, our first and best gift uh, of our commitment that we've made, and we celebrate together Easter uh, Sunday. So, oh, man, we got a great run uh, coming up here. Well, let's move on here, and we're going to talk about uh, loving God together. Luke 10:27. again, he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Back in that day, that was your mind. Love with all your soul, that was your emotions. And with all your strength, talking about physical strength, and with all your mind, that talks about will. You're making the decision. And love your neighbor as yourself. So, we need to love God with everything we've got. God has to be... Number one, total devotion, sold out to him. Love God with every fiber of your being. Again, this was the Shema, what the Jews used and were commanded to use on a daily basis to remind themselves what their life was all about. Remember how they used to put it 
and their phylacteries uh, on their uh, arms and they wore it on their foreheads and uh, the mezuzahs that they would put on the door. They would put th- these key scriptures there in order to remind them about what their life was all about. Jesus Christ said, these two commands, love God, love people, they sum up everything that we're to do as Christ followers. And that's you know, one of the things that we want, of course, focus in upon because we want to live God's, uh, live our life God's uh, way. Uh, another verse that, that speaks of this all-out type of commitment to God is Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So, in view of God's mercy, what we just celebrated earlier in the service, we celebrated a communion, God's grace, Jesus Christ's sacrifice, just in response to what God has done for us, how He's given us this incredible life, uh, an incredible future. Uh, this is how we should respond. To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, back in that day, they offered dead sacrifices, dead lambs to the Lord in order to please Him, in order to say we love you. Well, we don't kill things anymore like that. We're living sacrifices. We're walking around and and our whole lives are to be a sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. We're, we live lives of purity, lives that reflect who God is and how he wants us to live. This is your true and proper worship. So many times people think about worship as this gathering. Oh, no, 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 no. Worship is 24-7. Worship can be defined as living life God's way. Anytime you're living life God's way, you're, you're doing it as he told you to do through the power of Jesus, that is worship. You can worship in any different environment. Your work can be worship. Again, you might be very frustrated at work. You're surrounded by people that really stress you out. Well, again, as you worship, you're working for God, number one. That's how you you work for worship or you worship in your work. And then you use all those experiences, of course, like we talked about last week, those tests to become more like Jesus Christ. And that's, of course, beautiful worship to God. Again, worship is, is satisfying God. God loves when people worship. The favorite time of uh, God's week is the weekend. Is the weekend. Not for what a lot of people think the weekend's all about. <laughs> that's what people join together all across the world. And all these different time zones, and they worship Him. God loves it. He eats it up. Yeah, because we were created to worship Him. That's what He put us on earth for, was to be in relationship to Him and worship Him. So whenever we're in sync with God, we're worshiping Him, we're, we're bringing pleasure to Him. And again, this is the Lordship decision. When we talked about in our R12 series, the Lordship decision. When we move beyond just the idea that now I'm part of the family of God, that Lord... You bought me. You own me. My whole life is yours. I'm going to live for your glory. Like it says in 1 Corinthians 10:31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Now, what can be more mundane than eating or drinking? That's pretty mundane. Going out to the water fountain here, getting a drink of water. People say, wow, you're getting a drink of water. That is so cool. Ah, no, nobody notices all right. Well, that can be worship. Because you're, you're, you're taking care of your body as God commanded you to. And, and I tell you, we just have to kind of shift how we 
view how we approach life. And I always come back to this because this is our core problem because of our selfishness. You know, we each have a plan for our life, right? We each have a plan for our life. And, 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 and usually nobody plans pain. Okay, when I hit 45, I'm going to get cancer or some other serious illness. Uh, 50, my uh, teen's going to rebel. Uh, <laughs> if you do plan that way, please talk to me. We need to talk. Okay, but we all plan that life is going to go pretty well for us, right? That everything's going to fall in line. And, and we're pleasure-oriented, so we're planning how we can bring new pleasures into our our life, and, and when things don't go right, when we experience pain, when relationships fall apart, when, when, when we lose our job, we say, this is not right. This is not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, it is. If God's allowed it in your life, and he'll even take your sin and use that to glorify himself. It's all about God. So in losing your job, you can glorify God probably more if you respond properly to it, than having a great job. You see what I'm saying? When you lose your job, that's very painful. But if you properly respond to God, you trust in Him, you, you lean on Him, it's, it's really difficult, but you walk through it, that can be more glorifying to God than you just having a great job for a couple of years. And yeah. Or, or, or if you do have some type of serious illness, that can be more glorifying to God. Because again, that's pain, and God uses pain as a tool to make us more like Jesus. Uh, so the point here is that, you know, if we have that type of mindset, if we just expect that problems are going to come our way and that we can glorify God through it, well, that's going to change everything, right? But let's talk about worshiping together. Let me look at our next passage here, Hebrews 10, uh, 24 and 25. Okay. Let's uh, drop that down for one second. Um, let's just talk about worship uh, in general. Okay? Uh, God takes worship very, very seriously. He really does. Very, very important. You look at the Old Testament, and you see the building of the tabernacle. Uh, in Exodus, there's 25 chapters devoted to how he wanted his tent built, his home built, where the holies of holies was. 25 chapters. And do you think he's serious about people worshiping him? And then in Leviticus, you find 27 chapters about liturgical worship in terms of how you do worship. Think God is serious about worship? Then you find in Psalms, a 150-chapter psalm book. Friends, God loves when you worship him. That's what he wants. He wants you to come and pour out your heart. Uh, of love and thanksgiving and, and just commitment to him. That's how we need to worship. We need to worship God together. In Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see, the day approaching. So, God really loves worship. And we look throughout the whole Old Testament and said, come together weekly to the synagogue for worship. And go to the temple at certain times. 
for worship. We see the early church. They were constantly worshiping together. God wants us regularly getting together for worship. This whole idea of getting together with God once a week, I mean, it goes back to the garden, right? I mean, the Sabbath, remember that? That's the whole idea, right? So that's the way we should live. So when I'm out in the stores and I see somebody who hasn't been at Springbrook for a while, uh, I'll start talking with them and, and I'll always ask, if I don't know already, I'll say, are you going, or what church are you going to? And where are you worshiping God? And if they have a church, that's great. I'm so glad you found a church. But if they don't, I'll say, you need to get to church. I'll recommend other churches to them. I don't care where they go as long as it's a Bible-believing church. I said, you need to get back in connection with the family of God, worshiping Him. We have this mindset when we come to church that I come to, to get. So you walk in the doors and, and you're thinking, man, I hope they sing my favorite songs today. And all of a sudden they start out with a song you don't even know. Oh, come on. Come on, I don't even know this song. I'm not having fun yet. Oh, and then the next song. Oh, oh, it's a great song. You love, oh, you're just singing your heart out and uh, the emotions are flowing, which is beautiful. God wants that, right? And then they get to the next song and then they go on forever. I mean, okay, the song's done. Would you stop repeating it over and over again? Okay? And then Harrison gets up. Well, Harrison better have something for me today. You know, he was so flat last week. Oh, man. Uh, you know, come on, bring it home, Dan, bring it home. And then we walk out in the atrium and we're saying, okay, who's going to meet my needs? Where are my friends? Where are my friends? Got to see my friends. Uh, uh, that's a very, uh, you know, selfish mentality, right? Friend, <laughs> the reason that you come to church according to God's Word, is to worship God. It's not about you. Okay, so you come into a worship service. You sit down. You are there to worship God. It could be you don't, you don't know any of the songs. I'm flatter than I've ever been before. But you're here to worship God. You're here not necessarily to get your needs met. You're here to glorify God. Now, the bonus is that usually... You know, it goes both ways, right? We give ourselves over to God in worship, and then he blesses us and ministers to us and touches us and speaks to us in such wonderful ways. But it's all about God. We need to change our view of worship. We need to come on a weekly basis because God has an appointment with us. Are you going to miss an appointment with God because you're just a little too tired and you want to sleep in? Are there something better going on? Or, or you've made the mistake of allowing your children's uh, um, sports or recreational activities to keep you from attending church regularly? Are you really going to do that? I don't think so. You shouldn't. Because you've got an appointment with God that stood from the very beginning of time. God wants to meet with you. And we even have a Saturday night service a lot of people come to because they can't make it Sunday. We, we do everything we can to help you meet with God. And, and, you know, another thing, um, if you have a meeting with God, are you going to be late? Are you going to be late to a meeting with God? I mean, what if you had the same uh, pattern of showing up to work as you do coming to services? You know, like ten minutes late and your boss says, uh, where were you? Oh, 
You know what it's like to get five kids dressed and ready to go? Hey, come on. You know? you know how long a week I've had? I deserve that extra ten minutes in bed. And don't you know that I'm late to everything, boss? <laughs> I mean, it's the way I was born. I picked it up from my mother. All right? You cannot change these things. And the boss says, yeah, I can. <laughs> you know? And again, hey, listen, we all have bad patterns in our lives. I, I've got quite a few. The point being is we just need to address those. And so you see, this vision at Springbrook is we want to lift worship up. We want to say this is so important. We're going to be on time. We're going to be early for worship. That's something simply we can do right away, right? And we want to continue to, to add resources uh, to our ministry in order to see uh, God do amazing things. So, so let me just cast a little bit of vision here about uh, this whole area of worship. Uh, about four years ago, uh, Terry Hughes uh, left us, and she does done an incredible job of leading us. Uh, she was part-time, but she did an incredible job. And uh, then we had a, a series of interims, and we've been looking for this full-time worship person for a long time. And, you know, we think we found somebody, and we didn't, and then uh, we want to hire somebody, but we don't have the money. It's just been back and forth and back and forth. So the overseers this past uh, year, as we, we, we thought through this issue, say we really need a full-time worship person. So we started the search again. Uh, and as you know, last year, financially, for many churches, including ours, we took a real hit. And uh, our offerings uh, went down. And uh, we went through a financial crisis in a sense in terms of saying, you know, uh, we really have issues here in regards to meeting the needs of our ministry. And, and here we really knew that God wanted us to hire a full-time worship person. And so God brings along Jeff Osborne. And, and, and we, we just sense Jeff is the person. And so we worked through it and talked through it. And I had to say to Jeff, I said, Jeff, we really want you on staff here at Springbrook. We need you so much. Our size church needs a full-time worship director. If we're going to continue to grow and touch people, we need a full-time person. That's one of the reasons that we haven't uh, you know, grown and made the impact that we desired is because we didn't have a full-time worship person. So, Jeff, we need you. But I tell you what, you know, we've thought about a lot of things. That's kind of where the idea of having this type of uh, campaign came from in terms of how are we going to support Jeff and how are we going to support our general budget as well as we move into 2012? Uh, so we said, okay, we're going to have this year-end offering, and that's going to help. Uh, you guys gave so generously uh, to that. And, and then we're going to have a ministry campaign focused around staffing and ministry resources and things of that nature. And, Jeff, you know, we're going to, we're going to offer you this job, and we want you to come. But, you know, I can't guarantee anything. I don't know what God is going to do, so... You know, when this campaign is over, you know, I'm pretty sure that God is going to provide. But I can't guarantee it. So I got to let you know up front that if you're taking a full time job here that, you know, (laughs) you know, and I said, Jeff, do you want to step out in faith? And Jeff stepped out in faith. Jeff and Tabby did. And they're they're here with us. And uh, we they took a big step of faith. All right. And, and, and really, that's what I'm asking us all to take through this uh, campaign, is to take an incredible step of faith, especially financially, in terms of saying, okay, we, we've got a ministry here. Uh, again, with a financial downturn, the economy, you know, just a lot of different reasons for that. Um, 
we're down about 150,000 just on our regular budget from last year without Jeff. Uh, so $150,000 uh, were down. So where's that money coming from? Well, we've gotten to the point we've been so frugal with where our spending and everything. We, every year we cut back, and our staff does such a good job of managing our resources. And we're just we're you know bare bones budget, and we just have to cut staff. And you know, Lord, how can I cut staff? How can I do that? I mean, you know, we're understaffed as it is with this size of church. And so we we're working through all these issues last year, and we're thinking, okay, you know, we've got to ask our people not only to support our current ministry, but we want to obviously go beyond that in very difficult financial times. We need to ask our people to have an incredible amount of faith in stepping forward and making commitments that will enable us not only to sustain our current ministry, but to move into uh, the future. And so Jeff said yes. And I'm hoping that all of us will say yes. Whatever God leads us to give over the next two years. I'm just praying, and I want you to be praying that God will lead us. This is an important, critical time in the history of our ministry for us to step up, for us to say, okay, I am on this team. I'm committed to this team. I'm going to express faith in God and supporting this team. I'm going to step up in leadership and volunteering. I'm going to own this vision. I'm going to grow with my family at Springbrook. That is really uh, what we're talking about uh, here. So how does this all break down? Just a quick breakdown. It's a two-year vision funding. Uh, first of all, we have um, Loving God, $450,000. Uh, we're seeking to raise Loving God together. Uh, first thing is Jeff Osborne. Now, we're, it's just a two-year campaign, but we're going to try to fund him for three years uh, just to you know, make sure that uh, he's supported through that particular time. And for our current ministries, uh, two years. So support our current ministry. Then hopefully God will continue to provide as we move into the future. Then the second piece is loving God one-on-one. And we've talked about that. That doesn't necessarily take a lot of resources other than having our current ministries in place, right? Uh, so that's important, having the staff we need to, again, lead our people in doing that. Then the next part of it is loving others, $150,000. And... Uh, the first part of that is loving our families, which is $75,000. Uh, and our, our desire, our vision for the future, again, in focusing on marriages and families, is to hire a part-time marriage and family director and some resources to go along with that to help them to do uh, their job, again, over a three-year uh, period. And then uh, loving our community, same type of thing, $75,000 part-time uh, community outreach director and resources. There's even more resources in that package to do compassion ministries in our community. So that is our vision, and that's how we plan to fund uh, the vision. We'll talk more about that during our informational meetings. But this is where I want you to start right now, as you see in Matthew 7, 7. It says there, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Friends, we all need to go to God in prayer in our daily offices, and we need to pray for the future of our ministry together. And we need to pray that God would visit us in a new way, a powerful way, a way that will blow us away. A couple of years from now, we'll look back and say, whoa, oh, man, 
God made us so much more heart strong. God, we are worshiping like we've never worshiped before. Uh, we have so many of our people who are just have grown so much in their daily office or time alone with you. Uh, we are supporting families uh, like we've never done before, and we're reaching out to our community like we've never done before. That is our vision. We want to change our current reality to something new, something that God desires. But it starts with prayer. We've got to go to God in prayer. God, guide our church, protect our church. In fact, you know, I want you to take out your uh, communication uh, slip that you have there. Uh, just rip it off. And uh, I, I'm forming a heart-strong prayer team. It's not for everybody, but if you feel so led, uh, if you want to pray five minutes a day, five minutes a day, I'm going to be praying for uh, my family and the heart-strong vision. Uh, I'll send you emails occasionally and what you can pray for. But if you feel so led, write down heart-strong prayer team on the back of your communication card, and then put your email address down very clearly, and we'll put you on that list. And I would just appreciate those prayers so much. You know, as I've walked through this thing with my dad this past week, it's been unbelievable how God has comforted me and strengthened me. And I tell you, prayer works. Oh, thank you for all your prayers for my family. It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. And if you don't have prayer working in your life, man, you got to get it working. Because yeah. why, why live life without it? You know, let's be people of prayer. So if you want to be a part of that team, write that out. Um, let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the time we've had. Oh, Lord, I am so excited about this heartstrong vision. I'm so excited about finally being able to officially bring it to our people because it's been working in my heart for a long time and. It's been hard work, Lord, uh, for myself and our leadership. Uh, a lot of thought and time and effort have gone into this, and it's so fun to be able to come to this weekend and say, okay, guys, this is what we think God is saying the future looks like for our ministry. And, uh, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to be heart strong, and I pray that my friends would pray over the next month and come to a full understanding and take emotional ownership and uh, time and service ownership and uh, spiritual ownership and, and financial ownership. In Christ's name, amen. We could have our ushers come forward.